This is the Yoga 360 Podcast. We bring you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you live your best life. We connect with students, teachers, and experts from the community to both educate and have fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I'm Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Amy. Tonight, Karen and I are going to be doing another one of our shorter posture-based episodes, and that posture tonight is Warrior 2. Yeah, we are continuing down the Warrior Road, I guess you could say. We did Warrior 1 last episode we released, so now we're doing Warrior 2. Yeah, I kind of sense a theme going on here with this one, isn't it? Yeah, you might almost be able to predict what the next episode short will be about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not chair pose, right? No, although we should do that. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually we'll get to the dreaded chair pose. (laughs) The dreaded chair pose, okay. (laughs) Okay, Karen, so what is Warrior 2? So Warrior 2, and again, I'm just going to pretend I am teaching it. Yeah, cue us into it. Yeah, let's start in down dog. If you are in downward facing dog, inhale, lift your right leg up and back behind you. As you exhale, step your right foot to the inside of your right hand. Let your right toes point forward, your left toes point towards the long edge of your mat, so they point in opposite directions. Have your heels lined up in one line, or if you've practiced this posture a lot, maybe your front heel lines up with the arch of your back foot. Bend deeply into your front leg, then rise all the way up. Reach your arms in opposite directions and stack your shoulders directly over your hips. Gaze over your front fingertips. Okay, so what is it similar to? You know, I was trying to come up with this, and I can't come up with anything that it's super similar to. Okay. It kind of sounds like you're describing a bit of a lunge. But. Uh, you're, you're right. It is a lunge, except the difference between most lunges and this one is that your hips are externally rotated instead of in a neutral position. Um I'm stealing this from Sarah, but if you are uh, in Warrior 2, imagine that you have headlights on each of your hip bones in Warrior (laughs) 2. In Warrior 2, one headlight should face the front of your mat, one should face the side. If you're in a lunge, both of them face the front. (laughs) I've never heard her say that. It's a good one, though, right? it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, think about it. So in Warrior 2, really, they should be shining in two completely opposite directions. Like, you're making a 90-degree angle with your light stream beam of light (laughs) and i'm making hand gestures here in the studio (laughs) steven's looking at my hands like what are you doing yeah Yeah, you're kind of almost jazz handing (laughs) yeah um so that would be the key difference um it's similar to some other postures as well that are externally hip rotated but i think warrior two is really in a class all up by itself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we kind of agree with that Mm -hmm. one so what is the pose targeting so this pose targets a lot Uh, A lot of it is going to be in the quadriceps and the adductors of the inner thighs and even the hamstrings, so the bottom half of your body. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to strengthen your feet and your ankles. It's going to strengthen your hips. It's going to strengthen your core because contrary to what I used to believe, this is not a backbending posture. Uh, So you really have to knit up your core set, have a strong core. It is helping to strengthen all of your torso because you are getting some rotation, some opening through the chest. Um, as well as stretching your arms in opposite directions. And anyone that's hung out in Warrior 2 for a few minutes knows that 
simply having your arms stretched in opposite directions strongly is a bit of a workout in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Welcome to my world. Yeah, exactly. And even if you don't have shoulder issues like you have, like this, it's not easy. Uh, And, you know, you should continuously work to draw your shoulder blades together across your back and open your chest up more. And anytime we say anything like that, that's not just stuff that happens in your body. You're using muscles to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I find this one to be a very active pose yeah. and posture as well, too. Yeah. Like you were saying there, um, putting a lot of pressure on that front leg, that uh, that bent leg, that quadricep, mm-hmm. taking most of your body weight, I think, is uh, really good. Yeah, and you can refine the posture so it is less so. So what I like to do is when I'm in the posture, I get down as deep as I can. I mean, one day your quadricep or the front leg, like that leg is bent so the thigh is parallel to the mat. Um, You can take this from me. You can tell everyone I said this. It doesn't have to be perfectly parallel to the mat now or ever, but that's what you're working towards, (laughs) okay? Um, So if you want to make this posture a little, I don't want to say easier, but a little lighter maybe, have your feet on the mat in the proper position. Make sure you feel strong there. Your toes are spread. You root down through all four corners of your feet. Then like crazy glue your feet down. Don't move them. But think about drawing your front heel back and your back foot forward and then almost scissoring your legs a little bit and that will help to make you feel a little bit lighter Uh, because you're engaging more muscles it's not just your quads taking everything when you try and drag your heel back you're engaging other muscles that's going to make it a little bit lighter because you're not just dumping everything on the quads okay so that's something that you could be doing when you're noticing that you're you're front loading it quite a bit Yeah, especially if you have any pain or discomfort in the knee or the ankle. That's what I would suggest doing first. Um, Another thing I really like to suggest doing is wrapping your inner upper thighs towards the ceiling of your front leg. So I even use my hands sometimes. Um, If my right leg is forward and bent, I'll put my right hand on the inside of my thigh and literally spin my thigh open so that my inner thighs come up towards the ceiling. And again, I'm doing this in studio right now. Uh, And what that does is it helps your right knee to go more towards your pinky toe instead of your big toe. A big tendency in this posture is to let your knee collapse inwards. And that, yeah, that can lead to, if not injury, can certainly lead to compensation discomfort um, and make the posture a lot harder to be in because you're I not think in- that happens a lot with me yeah you and everyone yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really really common um, another thing that sometimes happens is the back leg can be painful if you have some knee issues if that's you maybe think about instead of your leg being perfectly um perpendicular to the long edge of your mat maybe your toes point a little bit forward to the front of your mat so instead of being perfectly on a 90 degree angle they're more like an 80 degree angle (laughs) and that will help just have not as much twisting motion on the knee and the back leg Um, so especially if you have an acute injury there that might help you out okay and the foot alignment is pretty important with this one as well too right Yeah, I think what you hear a lot, especially at our studio, is heel-to-heel alignment, which means that your front leg, so in this case your right heel, uh, you could draw a dotted line from the back of your right heel and it would hit your left heel at the back of your mat. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also practice with heel-to-arch alignment. So instead of that dotted line hitting your left heel, it hits your left arch of your foot. That requires a little more core stability, a little more balance. It's a little more challenging for most bodies. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I usually try to uh, 
to align with is is the heel to arch yeah yeah and I mean, in some bodies, it might even be easier. It might even just be a little more appropriate for you based on your anatomy. Who knows? Um, but that is an option for you. It doesn't need to be perfectly heel to heel. Okay. So any contraindications? Any reasons why anybody shouldn't be doing this pose? So we touched on it a little already, but I'd say the big one for me would be knees. Um, if your front knee is not really happy it's going to be really hard to keep it pointing in the right direction and that's going to put a lot of pressure on it if your right knee is collapsing in it's a lot of pressure on a joint that is already unhappy with you not a great idea Mm -hmm. um hips if you have chronic hip issues it might be an issue because again you have your headlights pointing in opposite directions right so it's externally rotated i'm not going to be able to forget that now it's (laughs) it's like I've heard it. I can't unhear it. And it's, <laughs> it's just going to stick with me all the, for the rest of uh, my time doing yoga. Think, so. so thanks, Sarah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, um, so it is externally rotated, but not only are your hips externally rotated, you're like doing things with them while they're <laughs> externally rotated. You're yeah. using your leg muscles a lot. Um, and it's not just about your leg muscles, right? You're using a lot of core strength and you're engaging a lot of the muscles that join your spine and your hips and your legs and there's a lot going on there so if you already have some hip pain maybe SI joint pain maybe psoas issues this posture is going to be um, more spicy for you more difficult or maybe just not appropriate Mm -hmm. at all yeah 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 I really have a lot of difficulty with this posture if I'm experiencing the doms the delayed (laughs) onset muscle soreness what is the most difficult part for you then I think a lot of the movement getting into it Interesting. Right? The, that's where I, I experience a lot of the uh, discomfort. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I get in there and I get past that initial kind of like, oh, no, this is really good. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I should not be doing this. <laughs> I can kind of settle down a little bit. But that's, that, uh, that's when uh, what I really notice about it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll circle back to that a little bit later. Um, I should also mention that this might not be a great posture for you if you have shoulder issues. I don't know if you've experienced that in this shape before. Um. From time to time, yeah. um, the time that we're in this posture, specifically in a vinyasa class, it's usually not enough of an engagement to really give me mm. too big of an issue. Interesting. Okay. So that's, I'm, I'm happy for you, but if you're listening and this is often difficult on your shoulders, another option you could maybe do is rather than having your arms reach in opposite directions with your palms towards the ground, you could flip your palms up towards the ceiling and bring a slight bend into your elbows and focus on relaxing your shoulders a lot. That might help. Um, or if you're shoulder issues are really acute maybe you just grab opposite shoulders and focus on drawing your shoulder blades together across your back keeping an open open chest um try to find a variation that works for you work with your teacher to make sure it aligns with their goals for class but be aware that if you have shoulder issues this posture might not be really comfortable for you for extended periods of time yeah because what you're describing there about bringing your arms in crossing them on on your shoulders there. That is something that I tend to do in mm-hmm. other postures where, uh, where my arms are extended o- away from my body, either out to the sides mm-hmm. or, or up, uh, up over my head. That tends to be where, where, where I do develop issues mm-hmm. for that. Um, I haven't had to do that with Warrior Two. Mm-hmm. Just because, like I said, with uh, the vinyasa practice that I have, we're not engaged in that. 
posture yeah. long enough. However, I will try both of the uh, variations that you're talking about there, and I will let the <laughs> You'll report know. back. I will say I, I don't have shoulder issues, knock wood. Um, but even me on a few days, like during training or just when I'm taking a lot of classes, I've had instances where I'm in like my 72nd warrior two of the day, and I just my body just says no. <laughs> That's a lot of warriors. I, I'm maybe a little bit exaggerating with the number, but you know what I mean when you're just done. Um, in that case, rather than having my palms face down, I have tried the palms up, arms slightly bent, uh, and just really focused on opening my chest and bringing my shoulder blades together across my back. And think about that for a moment. Like you're not losing a lot. A lot of the posture is about opening your chest and drawing your shoulder blades together. You can still do that if your arms aren't straight. Mm-hmm. You're losing yes. a little yeah. bit of the strengthening aspect, but I. I would much rather you lose a little bit of the strengthening aspect and be in the posture in a more pain-free, comfortable way that allows you to focus on the rest of the shape rather than suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I've noticed when I've had to do that by, by bringing my arms in because of the shoulder issues, um, to get what you're describing there, I really have to exaggerate my posture and kind of yeah. compensate a little bit more and actually probably engage my core a little bit more because I don't have the arms out. Which I don't see a downside to that personally. (laughs) But again, everyone's goals and their practice are different. So, you know, check in with yourself, check in with your teacher, make sure the modifications you're taking are right for you. Um, And your mileage may vary, I think is what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So any other variations you want to get into? I mean, variations, I would. I don't want to call them variations, but there are some postures that we often head to from here um, that I would say are in the same group, the same family, they're related. I think probably those of you who have practiced before are already thinking of a couple. The first one that comes to my mind is going to be extended side angle, which in um, Sanskrit is Uttita Parshvakonasana. Wow, very good. Thank you. <laughs> and so for that one, your legs are in the same position as warrior two. Um, the sort of first step, I will say, is to have your right forearm on your right thigh and then reach your left arm either towards the ceiling or over your left ear towards the top of your mat. Um, that's the one that I prefer because I find that it allows me to get a really, really juicy stretch all the way from my left foot through the tips of my left fingers. Yeah, I, I do like that one as well. Yeah, I like it a lot. That one you can take in a few different directions. You can lift up your bottom arm from your right thigh and reach both of your arms towards the top of your mat for more core strengthening. Um, I even taught a class recently where I had everyone go into that posture by holding a block on the medium setting between their hands mm-hmm. um, to really engage all those Yeah, muscles. I remember doing that as well yeah. too. Or, or <laughs> visualizing yourself holding a beach ball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so there's that one. You can also add a bind here. So I would start by putting my right hand on the inside of my right foot, opening my left shoulder up, wrapping my left hand around my back, and then maybe you bind by bringing your right arm under your right thigh. Yeah. Um, and you might have heard a slight shift in the volume of Karen's <laughs> voice there because she's actually doing this right now. <laughs> well, by doing this, I'm wrapping my left arm around my back and reaching my right arm towards the ground. I, I cannot bind on that posture okay. or any And I tell myself it's because I have a bigger body and longer to reach, but I'm pretty sure that's just a lie that I'm telling myself, and I'll do it one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's extended side angle. One of my favorites, actually. So another one of my favorite ones is Viparita Virabhadrasana, which is reverse warrior. Uh. Yeah, so there's a few different ways to get into it, but if you're coming at it from warrior two, keep your legs exactly how they are, meaning your right leg is still bent. 
Yes, bent. Then bring your left hand to your left thigh and then reach your right arm up towards the ceiling. Keep reaching, reach a lot, and then maybe you find a side opener here. It's not a back bend. Okay. So you could still be between two panes of glass here, but you reach your right fingertips towards the back of your mat and feel a stretch and an opening through the right side of your body. And that's now, is that a common mistake that people make with that one? Or should we save that when we do reverse? <laughs> well, I see it a lot. I, I do see it a lot. And I think um, maybe I'm more focused on it because that's always what I did as well. Okay. Um, and the way that I fixed it in myself was I stopped worrying about going back. Um, so I would put my left hand on my left thigh and I would hyper focus on reaching my right fingertips up towards the ceiling. And then I would tuck my belly button back to my spine, sink my tailbone down, make sure my corset is knit up through my core and then reach up more and then engage my core and then reach up more and in most bodies you're going to get a bit of a side opening just doing that you don't need to reach towards the back of your mat Um, but one day I would urge you to check in with that and see if you're cheating in this posture or adding a back bend where it doesn't need to be and not getting as much out of it as you could I know I was bad for that I was always bending my back yeah I think a lot of people do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's a big tendency um and it's not necessarily the end of the world but eventually you might be doing some damage to yourself and if nothing else you are missing out on an opportunity to strengthen your core in a I don't want to say passive way but I don't know about you guys, but I'm not thinking about my core strength when I'm suffering through Warrior 2. I'm thinking about my legs, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and so it's yeah. a really good way to passively build strength through your core um, without even I'm thinking, thinking about, about it. I'm thinking about and dreading like, what's coming next. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are there any other um, issues that you notice as a teacher, people doing this posture, that they could be doing them uh, better? Yeah, the first one that I notice a lot is that everyone is so excited to reach forward towards the top of their mat with their arms in opposite directions that they end up with their shoulder closer to their knee when oh, in reality, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, like a lot, uh, when your shoulders should be stacked right over your thighs mm. uh, or your hips, sorry. Um, I'm really tempted sometimes. I'm still not in a place where I want to circle around the room and do hands-on adjustments, but if I were, what I would do is I would walk around the room and sort of just gently grab their right left hand and pull it towards the back of their mat <laughs> i would like to see that start happening again yeah yeah abs- and I'm, i might i might one day and i have done a couple with students i know really well and so maybe 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 um but that is the key for you so no, do it to somebody on their first day <laughs> their very first day no. yeah um, so check in with yourself and i would say at least half the room usually could check in with their shoulders and make sure they're over their hips at least half of them mm, let their shoulders okay. creep yeah. forward towards their bent knee um, to some degree some of them it's really exaggerated and some of them just a little bit um, but what I like to say is that you should feel like your shoulders are like floating on top of your hips yeah so you really okay, engage a, your core yeah. yeah yeah it's a good visual yeah arms are strong and reaching opposite directions but you should have length even from your tailbone through the crown of your head and that's really really hard if you are lunging forward towards your bent leg mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's a really big one that I see mm-hmm What I kind of see as well, too, um, as a student, just, you know, watching other students, because we judge each other, too, not (laughs) not just the teachers, um, I kind of see people not taking a big enough step. Yeah, that's a good one as well. So it should be a really, really big step. Um, A step that really engages the back leg. Yeah. Because I think that, that that's really where a lot of the key. Yeah. And a lot of people miss because they're 
really hyper focused on the the front leg, the bent leg. Right, and then it becomes more typical to lunge towards your bent leg because it's okay. really hard to yeah. bend your right leg to a 90 degree angle if you don't have a big enough step and so a lot of people compensate for that I think by pitching their upper body forward mm. okay. um, so yeah a big step um, I don't have a distance for you but I will say I'm five sevens like I'm not short for a woman but I do have short legs like I wear petite pants um, and I take up most of my mat with my warrior too at least three quarters of my mat. That's mm-hmm. the distance between my feet, at okay. least. Um, and I've watched some of our more petite teachers uh, and students practice this, and it's the same thing. Big, big step. Mm-hmm. Um, you can absolutely step too far, but I would rather see students stepping too far and having to adjust it than stepping too little because it becomes really difficult to do the posture safely and properly if you don't have a big enough stance. And that's a really good point. Yeah. There are the yoga mats that have the markings on them. Right, that uh, that you can kind of use that as a gauge. Yeah, yeah. There's some yoga mats that have, um, I will say, alignment lines. On sure, them. Uh, yeah, makes, makes sense to me. Yeah, and I mean, they're really nice to think about for a warrior too. If there's a line down the middle of your mat, it becomes a lot easier to be able to tell if your heels are in one line because mm-hmm. you can use that line for reference. Um, I have seen mats that have lines across a short, like the short length of the mat as well as opposed to just lengthwise on the mat um and one sort of i'd say a foot from the top of the mat and a foot from the back of the mat and i would say those are really good places to start uh with your warrior two length (laughs) um but i will caution and I will say too, I think I'm alone in these thoughts because I've seen a lot of teachers practice with mats with lines on them um, and encourage students to use them as well. But I don't want people to be too obsessive about it. And I don't want people to look at their mat and say, hey, I can't reach my legs apart, so I'm doing the posture wrong. No, just like every yoga posture is not right for everybody. It's impossible like it seems impossible to me that someone could create a mat and put a line on a mat and have that work for literally every single body that will make every single posture on that mat it doesn't seem logical to me at all Mm -hmm. so if you're practicing with a mat that has alignment lines on them um don't be too too attached to them ignore them sometimes yeah and and see how things feel in your own body maybe flip it over for one practice and practice without the lines and see if you notice anything different mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I don't want to say they're bad like they are great and i probably should get one with myself for myself actually uh, but don't be too attached to them okay would you also recommend that um students really pay attention to themselves in the mirror with this one for the alignment yeah, especially every once in a while, check in, uh, you know, look at the side mirror and see where your shoulders are in relation to your hips. Your view should be over your front arm in this posture. Um, but, you know, take a peek, see see how your shoulders are, see how bent your front leg is. Um, another thing, now that you've mentioned that, that I notice in this posture a lot is with your arms stretched in opposite directions, they should be in a straight line, but really common to have your back arm continue back behind you so um, if you look in the front mirror over your right fingertips you would see your left hand peeking back behind your body as opposed to it should be hidden you shouldn't be able to see your left arm okay so that's another thing to look for uh, just to make sure they're in a nice straight line and you're not over rotating through the torso And I think before we cut this episode to a close, I want to harp one more time on the positioning of your front leg. So 
I don't even really care if your leg is bent all the way, though I do want you working towards that. You should be at a point where this is challenging you. Um, But really make sure that your knee is centered between your big toe and your pinky toe. If it is collapsing inwards, that's going to lead to injury or discomfort compensations if it's collapsing outwards same thing Um, you might notice as well that your hip is collapsing forward in the front leg and that will be more evident by your knee collapsing as well Um, so really make sure that everything is strong and aligned like a proud warrior here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we Um, hear that a lot proud proud warrior yeah and your back leg as well so I talked a little bit about how you can get some twisting in the knee that might not be appropriate if you have an injury but another thing that can happen is hyperextension in the back leg um, especially because your left leg is rooted in you are you know trying to ground your left foot into the ground a lot I have seen some people find some hyperextension in the back leg so check in with that uh, it's not as common as some other postures but make sure um, and you did mention that when you have the doms it's hard to get into the posture but once you're there you're a little bit better mm-hmm. yep so one thing I really like to do that I would urge you to do maybe even just before or after class or um you know, maybe your teacher will teach it sometimes. I knew I do. Come into warrior two. And then as you inhale, straighten into both legs, reach your arms towards the ceiling. And as you exhale, sink back into warrior two, reach your arms in opposite directions. Inhale, reach your arms up exhale arms down and keep going in and out of the posture and i think it's a really powerful way to train our body to understand where it's going and also to engage the muscles needed to get in and out of the posture because it's not just when you're in your posture that you're doing you're you're strengthening things and you're doing the work um and when you think about it when you're off your mat right walking through life this is when we need strength we need strength when we're you know getting out of our car and getting up from the couch and emptying the dishwasher it's not when we're static in one shape that we find injury it's when we're moving in and out of shape so practice moving in and out of your postures with laser focused intention and i think it'll really start to elevate your practice yeah that's a good recommendation yeah (laughs) that's about all i have for warrior two what about any questions you have left (laughs) no i think we've addressed quite a quite a lot of them (laughs) yeah but if you're listening along at home and you are curious always check in with your teacher if you are students at our studio i would love to chat with you about warrior two um or you know we're we'll post a tiktok to go along with this eventually and you could check that out as well all right excellent and to you our listening audience if there's any other postures that you would like us to feature let us know yeah we'd love to do those for you uh, but until then have a wonderful rest of your night okay thanks everyone have a good night